All right. Episode five of the Dad Bod Rap Pod show. We will be dealing with the top songs of 2017. The top records. I like the word record. Even though, you know, that doesn't it's not a reference to vinyl always, but producer friends of mine say record, I like record. So, I'm going to call this the top records of uh of 2017. We're going to share our list. We're going to talk a little bit about the anatomy of a of a dope song. What goes into it? Um what makes you like a particular song? Um when I get on my real meta level, I like to really be like I like this, but why? Why do I like this? <laughs> um, so we're we're gonna we're gonna pull that apart. Uh, my name is Damone Carter, aka Dim One, self-appointed hip hop ambassador of San Jose and struggle rap Artur. Uh To my left, we have Mr. Nate LeBlanc, record collector, contributor to Nerdtorious, and the guy who put me on to Topo Chico water. <laughs> How you doing, Nate? Great. Um, I have you tried the Topo Chico flavored with grapefruit. Ooh. Next okay, level. Okay, next level. Better than LaCroix. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Give it a try. They okay. sell it at Lenardi's. Um, I have, we could do a whole nother podcast on mineral water. Fizzy water <laughs> podcast, episode 29. That was coming pro- up. People would probably be a lot more interested <laughs> in that than this, but that's a whole nother topic. I was talking about Jay-Z again. Yes. Yeah, ha- exactly. Happy to be here. Okay. Hello, friends. Awesome. Awesome. And to my right, we have hip-hop journalist extraordinaire uh he's written for the guardian double xl also contributing to nerdtorious red bull music academy mr david ma what's going on guys really glad to be here again and uh let's get this going all right uh episode five records of the year in every year uh if you go back in time um something davey d um and we all know davey d the kind of hip-hop historian uh, of the Bay Area. Um, He does this great thing when he speaks where he brings up, here were the top five records of, in terms of radio play of 1996 and 97 and 98. And these are some trash records, man. Like, like it's interesting that rap is so about the moment. Yeah, right, Um, right. And when the moment's gone, like some of these records don't make any freaking sense anymore. So please reference this five years hence, and uh, you can see how trash our lists were. Uh, (laughs) But with that being said, let's talk a little bit about um, a dope rap song. Um, I feel like that is really in flux right now. What is rap? What isn't rap? What's singing? What's rapping? Um, But to me, some of the, the firm principles of a dope rap song are kind of these immutable laws, which I don't quite grasp yet, but um, I'm always trying to. But for you, Mr. Nate LeBlanc, what is what makes you like? That's dope. That's I'm, dope. I'm I know. a lyrics guy. I always I'm always drawn to lyrics. I want like as our friend Overflow says, quotables. I want rewindables. I want impressed <laughs> by the lyrics of a song. I want to hear something I've never heard before. Um, the beat is important. The whole presentation and package of the song is incredibly important, but I'm, I'm really looking to be kind of like moved lyrically and for things True. to speak to their moment. So that's, that's what's important to me. What makes you turn that shit off like 15 seconds in? When do you know it's, it's all bad? What is that thing, <laughs> things that kind of you're like, oh, hell no. I think for that, it's really kind of a subject matter. 
Um, Interesting. It, it really mm. depends mm. on what a song is about to me. Mm. Sure. Um, and most of the songs I really like are about like how good the rapping is in the song that I'm currently listening to. Like mm. there's kind of like a battle rap, rapping about rapping, rapping, about <laughs> rapping kind of meta level. Like I'm better than you thing that yep. like informs most of my tastes about hip hop. And sure. you have your kind of genius practitioners of that. Um, and it's not necessarily about humor or punchlines or how things have gone in like quote unquote battle rap these days. It's more about the display of technical rapping okay. that like really okay. speaks to me. And if if okay. I'm not getting that, and if I don't think your subject is good, and if I I also am usually looking for bass not trouble, mm-hmm. it has to have everything. But I, there's a lot of screechy kind of like annoying mm-hmm. beats these days, mm-hmm. and that's what's really catching people who are on drugs. I don't have access to, uh, and it's. <laughs> just not working for me. Like, I don't the opioid like, I don't, epidemic. I don't is... like beats, dude. Like okay. that's like that Fair. huge turnoff for me. Fair. All right, Mr. Ma, what what is the anatomy of a of a dope song for you? <clears throat> what are those things that you immediately kind of gravitate? To? Well, I mean, uh, for me, there's a lot of aesthetic value, of course. But um, just as a just as a music fan, as a sort of listener, I like songs that remind me everything about why I like that artist. So when you his, when you listen to Ghostface Child's Play, that's why I like Ghostface. Right. When the you listen quintessential. to quintessential sort of yeah, the the the, the quintessential moments of that artist. Now, um, I totally get subject matter and just the approach being wrong immediately 2 seconds in. I can see that the approach, yeah. You know what no, I mean? That, oh, it's a love true. song, but then the those first 3 bars are you're really are telling. Talking, you're really just talking about Eminem. Keep it <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let's say about that. But yeah, I, I think to me that that's the best quality, especially when you revisit artists that you like. You want to hear mm-hmm. what makes them the best. You want to hear Prince doing Prince. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what are those kind of non-starters immediately? You're like, this is going to say, you mentioned approach when they, they, they come in at the wrong angle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is, any, is there any other kind of like um, I think I think corniness turns me off right away whether it be a vocal or a hook or just the first three words of, of how you try hard yeah right exactly exactly the, how you started that syntax was weird how do you recover you didn't next <laughs> you know? okay okay fair um, what about you man for, for me I, I really feel like um, it's this uh, concision like something that's really concise. I heard a. Hmm. Um, I'm not a country music fan, but I heard a country music artist talk about when he's writing a song, he's trying to make it so tight you could uh, you could put thread through it. Hmm. You could everything is tight. There's no mm-hmm. wasted words. There's no kind of you know fluff around it. It's it's tight. It makes sense when things make sense and they rhyme. That is the, the, the whole magic to this genre. 100%. You know what I mean? So if you can make a compelling point, which is why the Jay-Z's of the world, Kanye, even if it's a point I don't agree with or is not my particular lifestyle, I'm like, wow, you really just kind of took me in your world right. and, it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was tight and it rhymed. Right, um, right. So there's, there's something like really, really uh, important for me around kind of the tightness and clarity of of the lyrics to your point um nate but my non-starter is is beats man i i can pick out a whack beat in four bars sometimes (laughs) two yeah if you're if your beats not together i don't care what you're doing um i just i really i really really can't like i can't i can't um the the dope mc kind of you know skidding out over um subpar production eminem's whole career um (laughs) 
is I just it, I'm like I can maybe listen to this once to say I did it, right. but it makes it so you can't come back. Right. Where on the other end, you know, one of my my favorite groups, and I'm a sucker for groups like this, uh, Slum Village. You know, sometimes their their flows were not a plus plus material, but the shit is durable because the beat is there. And there's kind of a clarity and the simplicity. Um, so that yeah. that's kind of what how I look at at songs. And um, so I'm a sucker for a hit song. I'm a as we'll find out in my list. Um, <laughs> I'm a sucker for a really good hit song. I, I realize that eight out of ten of them are effing annoying. The 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 balance between annoying and catchy is very 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 delicate. Um, that's pop, man. That's totally like true. Pop landscape. Right. Every you know right. from rock around the clock to exactly now right. you know right. it's like exactly. it's, it's annoying because it's so good it's so tight it's right. it's, right. Just, it's overplayed because people love it you right. know it's just right. there's like a, a very fine balance yeah. oh it's kindergartners and their teachers like octopus's garden yeah that's a hard exactly. thing to accomplish <laughs> yes or as my daughter calls it the octopus's garbage from the time she was four till present day that's the funniest joke in the world for her we're talking about Drake or no, okay. <laughs> He needs to cover Yellow Submarine. Um, so we've uh, we've taken the time uh, to to compile our best records of 2017. Uh, we'll all kind of have a go at it, and then we'll help each other understand why the list is trash. Um, let Let's start with you, Mr. Ma. Um, 2017, the era of Trump. What were the songs that kept you from crying face down Ooh. into your pillow? Or you played when you were crying face down into your pillow? Right, right, right. Um, well, uh, this is non-hip-hop, but I'm going to go for it anyways. Um, King Cruel's Dumb Surfer. Um, I really like that because, again, like we were touching on, it kind of reminds me of all the elements of why I like the dude. You know, he's young. He sounds like a young Tom Waits with, with no sort of shackles. He's ready to do whatever he wants. And he exploits some of his worst qualities, mainly his voice. But he doesn't care. He, here's right. his track with this, this acapella um, arrangement where he's just sort of grumbling and shouting. I kind of like that. Mm. And also um, his videos. Um, his worst quality is pale-ass skin, maybe. <laughs> but in his video... <laughs> but in his video, I mean, they make themselves zombies. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, to it. Yeah. And I, I, I like the kind of artist who kind of does whatever he wants. And, you know, he's lucky to be in a position where he does, you know? It's, and it's kind of like an old-ass, you know, country song where it's like Luke, Luke the Drifter or something, like, builds mm. this landscape and, and kind of talks over it. You accept it or you don't. Okay. And that song, to me, for, like, a third-year artist or something, is great. It's okay. a peek into this young mind. Okay. I'm going to give you partial credit because he's kind of rappy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Marshall album he did is kind of his more beats Yes, no, yes, he's yes. Not hip hop. He's yeah. worked with Earl. He's of right. the world. He's, he's he not touches. He touches it. He's certainly he not a rapper, it. but in right. terms of like the hip hop diaspora, yeah. he's not that far. He from grew this. up listening to Tribe on the Radio. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, interesting point is uh, his manager is the same as Earl's manager. Same manager. Yeah. Is that right? So they know what's up, dude. They okay. Know what's up. Okay. Um, well, are we going next? No, song no. You, two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Again, another non-hip hop song. So my apologies Killing for me that. Smalls. I Killing know. Me I know. <laughs> and, and on top of that, I mean, I know I'm not sticking to the prompt, but um, it's a song called "Put Me in Jail" by Sunny and the Sunliners. I sent that to Nate uh, recently. And it's a, re it's a release off of Big Crown, who's responsible for the uh, recent um, instrumental Wu-Tang covers. It's a friend of ours, uh, Leon Michaels from El Michaels Affair, who oh, was okay. kind of, okay. you know, yeah. credited for... Former like, Truth and Soul record. Right, yeah, right. Big Crown is the new... 
instrumental horn sections and um you know um that sunday in the sunliners it's it's a reissue but that song blows me away and it's um it's not new obviously but it 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 it's introducing me to this whole Tejano uh, Mexican Spanish garage okay. aesthetic okay. that is completely new to me. And I, and I, even though it's a, it's a reissue, I bet no one has ever heard it. I think you're pretty safe. So <laughs> put me in jail is the name of the song. And I think everybody should listen to it. And, uh, you know, San Jose wise, it's on a um, couple of uh, Sonny's tracks are on some East side story comps as well. So oh, that's okay. something to okay. check okay. out as well. In that world. Gotcha. 100%. Yeah. Got you. Okay. And then number one. Number one for me, and I know this is kind of cliche, but I'm going to go for it anyways, is uh, We the People by Tribe. I'm going to have to go for it. Um, Interesting. Maybe, maybe the best example of the juxtaposition between Tribe's good lyrics versus their beats. I think the lyrical content on that is kind of whatever. It's easy. Um, it works because I think Nobody the beat is so hard. Verses. Totally. It's all about that hook that it's, they're the people. Right. right. And when the beat kicks in. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a reminder of their longevity. Definitely not album of the year, but I think song of the year for me. Okay. Okay. And I'm a, and I'm a sucker for when they pull down all those uh, murals of Fife during the performances. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to escape my mind. It's going to remind me of SNL, Trump, and this year. Okay. Okay. In a, in a nutshell there. In a nutshell. Mr. Nate. Um, I want to give my kind of endorsement to the Sunny and the Sunliners. A lot of what we listen to is reissues, and I feel like a lot of our peers are kind of the record reissuers of the world. It's like record nerds kind of like excavating things from the past and bringing it into the present. That was a a big part of our lives is like tracking what's getting reissued, what's cool. That's a great song. Um, When Dave sent it to me on one of our discussions, I was like, oh, okay, so kind of like... Mexican soul who listened to a lot of Beatles and Everly. Exactly. exactly. Really tight okay. songwriting, really cool song. Everybody should go mm-hmm. kind of seek it out. I'm a King Cruel fan. Yeah. I'm definitely backing that as a pick. I didn't know what the song would be. I guess that's kind of the single and the lead album mm-hmm. from his, his record, The mm-hmm. Ooze. Right. I think he's really talented. I think he's right. a career artist. If I you're, could, you're saying Dumb, dumb Surfer? Yeah, Dumb, dumb Surfer. surfer. Yeah. I, okay. I, if I could buy stock in an artist, I would want totally. like 100 totally. years of King Cruel. Exactly. I mean, uh, that's your lead single, and it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. fucking weird. He's a, he's a weird artist. Yeah. Uh, he's never going to escape the growly Tom Waits thing, but he does his own thing. I'm, I'm yeah. backing it. The Tribe thing is kind of last year for me, but I think right. it's a great song, and like it's certainly, we need them to get through this. This has been a horrific year. Mm-hmm. We thought Prince and Bowie dying was bad. Like, right, we right. We tell every day the news is a clown right. show, and right. just every bad thing is happening at once. Right. Um, so... I, I certainly can understand the choice. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You know, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get over the fact that uh, you went to a completely other section <laughs> of the record store. I know. I, um, that's the I, life, right? I, I, just, I just got up on, on King Cruel, and uh, yeah, I mean, if it is cloudy and like 50 degrees, there's nothing better with that. To me, he's... It's like yeah. some faux weather. He's, totally. He's an <laughs> Some Portishead shit. He's an heir to Portishead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's the same feel and the vibes that's like hip hop adjacent, you right. know, British. kind of right. British. Right. Which which I'm, I'm you listen to Ninja Tune, you you know yeah. you, exactly you, you know exactly. what a boom so, bap is. You so know? I, I definitely uh, I definitely kind of kind of second that one. All right. What about your guys? What you think, Nate? Top right. top three records of the year. All right. I'm gonna go actually top four. This is my wild card. Whoa thing. whoa whoa. Um, there's this song. It's on the B side of the most recent release by this band called Duran Jones and the Indications. And it's actually sung by their drummer. 
Um, it's called Is It Any Wonder? And that's probably my most listened to song of the year. It's kind of like falsetto, drum forward soul. It's absolutely incredible. It's a stunner. Um, everyone needs to listen to this song. We saw Duran a couple of months ago. And the way where I was standing, I couldn't see what was happening. So I couldn't believe that this voice was coming out of this like really masculine like drummer dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I think his name is Aaron Frazier. Mm-hmm. It's just it's an incredible song. Everyone should listen to it. Now here's my real list. Is that off Coleman? Coleman Nate? Yeah, on Coleman. Oh, shouts to Coleman. Yeah, doing incredible things. Great record label, Midwest Funk and Soul. Um, so this is kind of my first two songs are kind of what you could say were famous or kind of in the ether of the rap cognoscenti. This song I kind of feel like wasn't. Um, I feel like 2017, I grappled with the phenomenon known as Russ. He's a kind of singer, songwriter, R&B dude who kind of raps, who's had like 11 mixtapes. And now this was his first major label album. His album is called The Wolf. Um, I, when I checked my Spotify, I was shocked to see that it was my most listened to <laughs> album of the year. Um, and he has this song called Fool For You. And it's kind of a dubby r&b like hip-hop ballad i love this song wow like if i DJed, i would play this song all the time okay this is to me just a really simple kind of like lovelorn rap ballad with this sick bass line and i love it and i'll kind of we can all like listen to it at some point i'd love to hear what you guys think but that song just really spoke to me okay Uh, i catch myself singing it in the shower i just thought like even though i didn't end up loving his record i had to reconcile with his kind of talent level Mm. and uh rap twitter Mm. hates him and he's kind of a jackass but he wrote one really good song okay okay Um, okay number two um brockhampton gummy um, kind of mm. the lead single from Saturation 2, which I thought was a really strong mm-hmm. album from the so-called hip-hop boy band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kevin right. Abstract is going places. I think Brockhampton's really talented. I think um, it kind of fits in this sunny L.A. vibe that we're all hinting at. Like, mm-hmm. clearly the epicenter of creative hip-hop is in L.A. right now. For sure. Um, right. It's on For the sure. soundtrack of Insecure, or it's at least it sounds like it should mm-hmm. be. It's mm-hmm. just, um, it's a really solid kind of posse cut style yeah, track yeah. that I just found very compelling. Um, oftentimes that's, that's what was on in my car. I didn't love everything about their record, but I thought that song was tremendous. Okay. So I chose that as my pick. And then, um, my song of the year, the one that kind of got me through the year is Humble by mm. Kung Fu Kenny. Mm. It could have been DNA as well. Yeah. That's kind of the one, two punch that anchors the album. Your head's on fire right now. The best <laughs> record of the year. And that was the best song on the record. It really caught people. It had a full presentation right. with a great video. Right. It's just a tremendous song. It's something it got used in NBA promos, so I'm hearing it all yeah, the time. Right. I didn't yeah. get sick of it, even though it was ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. to me, yeah. that's the yeah. defining song of. Yeah, why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. no, I I, uh, I concur with with humble and uh, in part because it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. Some of the lyrics in that joint are just like right, like stretch huh? marks and syrup sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, allowances. Richard Pryor. Yeah, like, yeah. Some yeah. of the the yeah. Kind of, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of the slant rhyming thing where he's he's not um, he's not digging deep for punchlines. Right, right, there's, there's right. One one memorable bar of that whole song and it's my left stroke just went viral right what, what does that even mean who knows but yeah. it, but it goes you know? yeah. so yeah. i i definitely you know humble for me was yeah. was one of those do you guys joints. fuck with russ do you like know who that is i i don't so i'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad you russell saved that one 
like, Russell Westbrook got a joint? He's the real MVP. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Triple double. Uh, we yeah. all know Dame is the only baller who can rap right now. <laughs> oh, dude. In, in the for sure. Game. For sure. Entire game. Curious. Listen to it and give. Yeah, no, definitely, okay. definitely yeah. want to check that out. Definitely okay. Want to check that out. So. Um, About you, Dem. You know, I feel inspired by this whole let's throw in songs that aren't even rap. Because <laughs> I too listen to other genres. Um, so I'm going to start off with uh, a song that came out not too long ago, but but really hit me. Um, and it's Georgia Smith's "On My Mind," mm. uh, produced by uh, a cat named Predator, who is a uh, kind of a a dubstepy type producer from the UK. Um, she's 19 years old, has this incredible, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even box in what her voice is doing, but it's this really fresh, um, interesting voice. And then kind of coupled with, cause most of her stuff is kind of more straight ahead R and B, but this joint produced by Predator is this kind of up tempo, you know, bouncy house type of feel joint um that it was just incredible and i it made me go back and realize that she was on uh drake's more life and that's why mm. i kind of had a reference point for her voice so um that's my wild card okay. non, non-rap song but now to the rapidy rap shit um number three for me uh is a track called portland off of off of drake's more life it's uh, it's drake quavo uh two chains um, in part because in the same vein of, of Humble, it's kind of goofy. It's mm-hmm. like this kind of weird, um, this weird flute sample. It's called Portland. Like, Drake's always fucking with you. Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of this, it's, and, but there's nothing about, they're not talking about Portland. It's nothing like that. But it's, it has this great kind of um, slow vibe. It's going to this very happy Squidward-like flute <laughs> thing that he's doing. <laughs> Um, and so that that was my number three. Love that joint. Uh, number two for me was Humble. Um, I have an enduring memory of I was in New York in May and I was at a super, super dope sushi bar, super, super drunk. And when my left stroke just went viral, came on in the spot, like everybody, you know, there was a sake infused kind of lifting. <laughs> Those, nobody else knows any of the other words. Right, so when that, right, that right. bar came on, yeah. it was like everybody put the chopsticks down. Like, no, so I, I just, uh, <laughs> that's when I knew. That's when I, yeah. and also, it's you like know, when you come into a sushi spot and they all yell at you. Yeah, like they, yeah. I was like, I am where I need to be viral. right now. Yeah. yeah, I am where, I'm with my people. So that, that for me was, you know, it, obviously a huge record. Uh, I love that his particular take on the trap moment is still different and interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's he could have kind of did this, you know, central casting kind of trappy record with with Mike Will, but but that one in particular I thought was was an amazing song. Um number one for me, um, and hold your applause, is uh is Bodak Yellow. Okay. I think, wow. I think of 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 I like that. I think that's fair. Of of this year, you know, it's hard to argue that it's it's not Cardi's moment. Right. Um, I think there's this wonderful symmetry with her being the first female rapper to have a number one record, juxtaposed with the last female rapper to have a number one record, which was Lauren Hill, with uh, with Doo-Wop, which is a super judgmental. Hasn't Nicki had like a million number one records in between those two? Not number one overall. Oh, interesting. Like just number one record in the wow. whole damn right. shit. Right. My bad. Um, so 
to when you juxtapose those songs, it's 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 brilliant to me because a lot of what what Cardi is about is this kind of unapologetic raunchiness, like. Mm -hmm. It's taking this idea that I'm a thought, I'm a hoe, and kind of turning it on right. its head. Yeah. And hip hop right. has put, you know, thirty plus years into kind of demonizing and and having the kind of like whore virgin right. dynamic going on. And she completely takes that. Not that you know Nikki or Little Kim never did that, but her particular spin it's on it. It's different though. They never were actual like employed strippers that uh, I know. Of. Eve, Eve was. Eve was. Eve, okay. Eve was a stripper, but she didn't kind of embrace. But that, that. wasn't her rap persona. No. Right, right. That, I think that I think that's the difference. Yeah, the sort of yeah, embracing. She she owned it, and in this way that was kind of like this wonderfully trashy, like right, yeah. right. She she's rapping about getting her teeth fixed. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. It's, it's yeah. anti beauty. Like yeah. right, Nicki right. never raps about getting butt shots. Right, right. You know, right. Cardi's like, yeah, fuck, I got butt yeah. shots. Fuck yeah. It. yeah, yeah. You know, totally. so I I I think her her kind of fuck respectability sensibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Are are perfect for right now. There's also the kind of Latin X kind of mm -hmm. spin that she's bringing to the game. Her Bronxness, mm -hmm. all that. The fact it, it's not even really her song is very it's 2017. Not her song. Totally, it's a mixtape joint, right? Over that, someone else's right. that, that plays off of of Kodak Black's joint, which I heard and I was like, man. She kind of got you right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. she got you know. Sometimes and he it, seems to have stayed out of the way, whether yeah. due to like legal trouble or just like realizing she owned that moment and just. I think he's getting checks. Yeah, I think he's getting checks, so he's not mad. Um, but but yeah, even that she kind of took his his cadence and did to me something way more interesting. Yeah, with no, him. no. Yeah. Um, to me, she is Rosie Perez with the boxing gloves. Right. Okay. Of 2017. Right. Yeah. Um, just killing it. So, yeah. so that, you know, is it, you know, a lot of, well, can she sustain it? Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? Who cares? Right. Who cares? Right. Right. She'll be around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She'll never have another record this big, but yeah, most people, most people right. never have a record that, that big. big. Totally. Totally. I do not turn the radio when it comes on. Yeah. It's menacing and funny and right. interesting. And I really like the narrative of the kind of like stripper who, doesn't have to strip anymore. Right, fascinating. right. Fascinating. I think it's very timely. I, I can't argue with it at all. It's certainly ubiquitous. Um, mm. It's not reaching like a level of like my mom knows who she is quite yet, but she's not <laughs> done yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a great still, choice. Yeah. It's certainly inescapable. I'd rather listen to that than Despacito. Yeah. So yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm backing that as a choice. I hear what you're saying. And, and you know, I and uh, on on the production side. Fat beat. Love yeah. the production. Love her voice. Just her presence. And she's very unapologetic about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Been talking about this a lot as kind of the um, meta narrative of hip hop these days is you can't teach swag. Yes. You really can. Yes. People can rhyme. People can construct right. rhymes. Right. But right. if you don't have any swag, yeah. no one really wants to listen to you right. long term. Right. And she has swag in droves. That's what people are. Because that's the X factor, most. right? That's the X factor to be uncanny. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can have, you can memorize perfect bars and have perfect syntax and diction. But, but you, a lot of people can do that. And as an MC, I'll, I'll put it out there. Actually, rapping in and of itself, not that hard. <laughs> I mean, right. I saw I saw I saw Harry Connick Jr. one time on a fluke at a um, at a fundraiser, and I'm like fucking Harry Connick Jr. I'm thinking of him as like the WB Frog or some shit. Right. <laughs> this this fucking guy came out, wonderful piano player, 
singer, told engaging stories, all this, yeah, right? Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing musical talent. I'm not going to go pick up one of his albums, but right. amazing musical talent, right? And he talked about how Garth Brooks came to him and was like, well, teach me. Mm. And he was like, nah. Like, you know, right. this shit takes like 15 fucking years to master. Right. Like, there's nothing I can teach you right. that's right. going to take you anywhere. That's not rap. Right. Cardi B has literally been rapping for like two years. Right. And mm-hmm. she got the feel of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she got in the right moment, in the right beat, in right. the right pocket. Right. And just rode that shit. Yeah. Right. And so at its core, and this is the beauty and the and the curse of this fucking genre, is that at its core, it's actually not that fucking hard. Anyone can rap. Any mm. anyone but can rap. But hardly anyone can rap well. Right. Nate LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so that that's 2017 in a nutshell. Um, you know, we're glad that we we survived uh, a year of Trump and and these Jeez. songs. It has not been easy. Yeah, and I've these songs kind of. I'm stress eating in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what that you was about. You don't get this dad bod without yeah. stress eating for several years in a row. So the, these are the the songs, the music that uh, that that kind of carried us through. Um, this is episode number five, episode six, Return of the Jet. No, <laughs> episode six, we are going to focus on some of our other uh, top list. You'll have to tune in. That's such a dumb phrase. You're not tuning anything. Yeah, You're going to yeah, have yeah. to click a, a triangle and, uh, <laughs> and check us out to see what our other, uh, our other top three lists were. Uh, for this year in episode six once again this is the dead bod rap pod we appreciate you listening uh, if you do the social media thing check us out on twitter at dad bod rap pod uh, follow us we'll follow you back send us some topics what do you want to hear us talk send about? us some topics. right right send us some topics also if if we if we offended you good <laughs> your friends are wrong about that yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking to interview some cats too so if yes. you have any sort of uh yeah. you know icons or you know any personalities you would like to uh, to hear us talk to uh send it our way yeah yeah let us let us know uh what you what you think of the program and um yeah stay cool bitches <laughs>